everybody. Welcome to a new episode of the Magic Jumper Podcast. We talk about my age. What is it? You'll find out if you keep watching. We talked about bowling, drinking, Tampa Bay hotels, and old people in Naples, Florida people. Say people one more time. You people better like, subscribe, leave a comment. It's exciting. For those of you who want to come see me live doing stand-up comedy, strap in. I will be in Chicago April 11th through the 13th. I will be in Denver April 20th, Oklahoma City March 6th, Tulsa, Oklahoma March 7th, Washington, D.C. May 3rd through the 4th, and last but not least, I'll be in Tampa, a.k.a. Wesley Chapel at um, on June 13th and the 15th. Get your tickets at MattyChamber.com. Be sure to leave a comment. Appreciate you guys watching and enjoy the episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to a new episode of the Maddie Chimber Podcast. What an exciting episode we are about to dig into. Um, we have cool new things, uh, one of which is my age. I'm not a 36-year-old man anymore. I'm a 39-year-old. Uh, the, the gods of age said, you look way older than you do, and guess what? You're 39. I'm just kidding. I'm 37, everybody. I don't know if you can tell. Uh, it's interesting getting older because I don't feel older. I don't think I look much older, but then again, I see photos of myself and I go, oh, I'm both older looking, I look gross, I act gross, and um, it's exciting. My girlfriend's mother the other day did not know I was 37. She was shocked by the news and said, oh my God, I thought he was 35, which is an interesting compliment that uh, I think when you're within two years of the real age, it's like, you know what, oddly enough, it seems more like an insult, if anything, but um, feels good getting older. I think three and seven are two relatively lucky numbers. I was going to look it up, but I don't even think, what what source would I have looked up if I... um, if I had to, you know, who's the who's the source for fucking lucky numbers? I don't know. I mean, what am I going to go to CNN? Anyways, I thought three and seven. I feel like three and seven are two numbers that I could be right on this, where whenever you're doing some sort of magic trick, that those are like the ones they say people's brains go to the most. So maybe that's a good thing for me and people. Now, maybe I'm going to pop in people's heads more. So I don't know, but it's interesting. It's weird being close to f- 40 closer to 40 i mean i when you turn 36 you're already on the back end of the hill um but now i'm i'm getting closer uh and it feels you know there's some sense of uh just giving up not in a bad way but you're just like whatever what am i gonna i mean i'm right now i'm 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 being joking but it's like what am i gonna bitch about my age i mean it's not gonna stop and you know what i refuse to be one of those people the older i get where i reminisce about the past because I think when people do that, that's them not wanting to really live. They're not living in the moment. You got to live in the moment, people. Like, don't be one of the guys where they're like, oh, man, remember that. I mean, I get it. At the end of the day, let me let me sidebar. I get it. You want to – you see some friends. You want to, hey, remember this, remember that. Remember the time you puked and shit and we got arrested and blamed it on somebody else. I don't know. I get reminiscing, but sometimes people live in that pocket too long and you're just like, I don't want to be that because I don't want to be the person that while I'm this age, I'm remembering, I'm like wishing I was younger because of X, Y, and Z. And then when I'm older, I'm going to be like, man, my whole, you know, my whole age of 37, I was wishing I was 27 or whatever. So 
I'm trying to just find fun shit in the moment. I mean, what's this age? What is this age? I don't know. I mean, I make silly videos online about being in your 30s. Obviously, I'm playing up to some sort of fake. Not I'm, I'm embellishing on, you know, the silliness of just not wanting to go out. I mean, my type of videos, whenever I say like, oh, 30-year-olds that don't want to go out or them avoiding plans, all this stuff like that. You're like, that's really like, if you think about it, that's like one to two, maybe I'll say one to 5% of the time of your brain when plans and events are presented to you. But in the world of comedy, and the reason I'm saying all this is because clearly people in the comment sections on Instagram, Facebook, uh, TikTok, et cetera, they think I'm being serious as if that's me 100% of the time. You're like, yeah, I mean, like five, like I said, five to 10% of the time, you know, you don't want to go out or it's, you know, if somebody's like, hey, do you want to go get drinks at 10 p.m.? I'm like, eh, I, I'm not sure. But the other, ugh, I'm already fucking slurring. Um, I mean, let's be honest, the other 90% of the time, you want to do it. So um, I don't know. I think it, if anything, you're shedding what you, when you get older, you kind of just get like, you get a little more grounded. You, you kind of shed the immaturity shit of like, you know, doing dumb things. Like it's not like, oh, people in their 20s just go out around like two. I mean, they don't, they go out until like 3 a.m. every night or what am I trying to say? Let me step back. You, you stop doing the things that are like staying up all night, like fucking, you know, drinking 20 beers, which even then some people fucking still do that. Let's be honest. But, um, I don't know. I think you just kind of, you find your lane. I mean, I'm starting, if anything, I'm trying to get rid of bad habits. I feel like your twenties is just bad habits where they're, it's, you know, like I said, going out or being a fucking prick or whatever. You kind of, you're trying to tighten your window. And if anything, I feel like you're trying to, you know, get things under control more, you know, that's where, when things are out of control, that's where I feel it the most. And, uh, you know, that's what, you know, that's what if I, if I had to put the, your mid, your 30s, but more so your mid to late 30s in a, in a sentence, it's trying to, you know, tighten things up. It's like, uh, what do you typically try to tighten up? Like when you're kind of getting loose with your behaviors or maybe you're not, or you're working out with your wishy-washy with the gym as that, for that analogy, it's like you're trying to t you're trying to get more of a schedule, a routine, et cetera. So that's what I'm trying to fucking do. That's what I'm trying to do. Am I perfect? No. I mean, I don't think anybody's perfect, but you know, I, you know, I, I, I preach one way and then the next month I'm a different person. I mean, we did dry January. Now it's fucking wetter February. We're wet. We're wet, baby. We're back. Do I want to be back? Like it's like a thing I was trying to, that I was avoiding and now I want to get back into it. I don't want to person. Uh, I don't really want to get back into that world of drinking like I was pre-January or as some say December and November, but, you know, I want to, you know, I have a couple of drinks, went out for my birthday, we went, uh, I mean, let me step back, we were we were traveling, but, uh, you know, the week prior, we're in Tampa, I'll get to that, or we're in Florida for shows, but, you know, I'll get to that after this little fucking rant, um, you know, but, uh, had some drinks on my birthday. Did I have too many? I don't know. I've, I've realized with me when it comes to like, you know, beer, unless I'm buying a beer at a time, I don't really know. I don't keep track too hard. Like it's easier to keep track when you go to a bar and you get a beer and f drink it and then you finish it and then you go get 
to the back to the bar, get another one. <clears throat> but we went bowling because that's the best thing to do on a birthday. And if you think otherwise, you can um, unsubscribe if you're even subscribed. Um, but we were doing the pitchers. Whenever you drink pitchers, I don't think it – like it's impossible to keep track of really what's going on. I mean, I think – there was at no point did I have a full glass and at no point did I have an empty glass. It was just me living in the middle, consuming alcohol. I was keeping a, a tab on how I felt. And there was, you know, after the first game, the first couple frames, I mean, halfway through the first game, round, round five, was it frame five, round five. I don't know what the terms are, bowling. I like it. I don't know the terms. Um, definitely felt the alcohol kind of playing with the ball a little more than I wanted. I mean, I, I felt like I was kind of just, that's where I was like, okay, let me pull back. I knew I had more stuff to do that night. Mandy got a, a dinner a reservation for us. So I was like, let me, uh, let me pull back. So I was trying to use that, um, as a gauge, but you know, they, they go down smooth. And like I said, when you just have this like middle of the way g glass of beer, you're going to get, you're going to get bit a little bit. I got nipped. I mean, you know, we're all going to get bit a little bit. You get, it's impossible to go out and just have like a, one beer. When people go out and have like one beer and I've done it every now and then. And sometimes the, it's cause you're tired or whatever, but it's like in a moment of like, you know, bowling 30 or everybody in their mid to late 30. I mean, it's like, that's our time to kind of let, let loose, have a couple more. And, um, you know, did I feel it this morning? I think I did a little bit or this whole day. But one thing I noticed like where, you know, I'm, la I'm glad, you know, with the late 30s, like my rules I'm trying to set up for myself. I, I, uh, I definitely felt, the difference from dry January till having a couple more drinks than I wanted. I'm, I wasn't hungover today, but but outside of like the hangover symptoms or whatever you want to call it, you just kind of feel like it affects the day as a whole. Even when I felt better, my motivation to do X, Y, and Z was not particularly there. So I don't know. I don't want to go out this on this alcohol rant the whole fucking time, but it was, you know, it's fun to have a drink, you know, whatever, have a beer, go fucking whip a ball down a lane. I get sore bowling now. I mean, that's, is that my body or is that me pushing it too hard? I don't know. But guess what? Your arm, my arm hurts. My fingers hurt. One of my toes was jamming. I was getting fucking, uh, hammer toe. Is that even what, is that hammer toe when you just, you're bowling with shoes that are fucking too big and you're my, it was like sliding, but you know, we had a heated game and it was uh, pretty exciting, but that's why I like bowling. People say they don't like bowling. They act like it's, you know, they're they're good for it. Too good for it. It's kind of like bowling's like Cheesecake Factory where people shit on it and then you bring them there and they're like, this is actually way better than I thought. It's a good, it's good, but, you know, it's easy to rag on it. But that's why I liked yesterday because once people start playing, their competitiveness starts to show up and that's kind of what makes things so much better. I mean, that's why I can see why people bet on sports. I mean, yes, they're degenerates and want to make a lot of money, et cetera, potentially, potentially, but, uh, you know, it adds a level of excitement. That's why like competitiveness is like the original gambling. I mean, it just adds stakes. And like I said, when you're a bunch of grown men and women playing bowling, sometimes, you know, the shit talking ramps up and it's just, it makes a good environment. It was friendly. There was trash talking nonetheless, but 
you know, it makes uh, it makes it better. I hate when people like do sports or let's stick to bowling when they do it and they're kind of just dicking off. Like people are doing the spin thing where they they have to put two fingers in. You can't even spin with all three, which I can't do. I mean, spinning with bowling if you're gonna if you can do that, that's actually pretty impressive. But um, no, it was competitive and we fucking you know went after it. I mean, nothing like a they nothing like a, a competitive game where the person who won got a 133, which is a uh, shout out to Don DePetta for doing that. I mean, he was a sleeper. He bowls like a like a, a refrigerator. He looks like a refrigerator that's going at the lane. You can't even see the fucking ball until he moves out of the way. But anyways, he won. Congratulations. I want to I want to give credit where credit's due. Um, but you know, that was the evening. I mean, as a whole, the birthday was great. Mandy did an awesome job curating the day we woke up, we flew back from Tampa. Let me go back. Let me, let me pull back a little bit. I know I'm talking about with the present, trying to live in the now or closer to the now, but we, uh, I think we talked about it on the last podcast, but, uh, we went to Florida last week for shows. It was great. We had a show in Naples Myself, Mandy, and uh, comedian friend Michael Lenoshi. Me and Michael uh, co-headline Naples. Florida shows are interesting. I mean, you're just performing for old people. I mean, say what you want. That's just it, and it's good. I mean, people. When I got into comedy, I was like, man, I want to be cool. I want my. You see, like I saw like Dane Cook's fan base or any other popular comic at the time. They had like a cool looking fan base, and you think you're just gonna perform to like your age or around that for that matter but like gigs like in florida and reno's one but like use florida it's good because it gets you like it's the reality of comedy there's like the 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 fantasy world where you're making your peers laugh and you're fucking cool and shit's going great and you're a cool guy you know what i'm saying but then there's the reality of comedy where you show up to a gig in Naples and I mean, the average age is like 65. And then you're like, oh, this is comedy. Comedy isn't making your peers laugh. Comedy is making fucking every age laugh. That's the hardest part. So, I mean, thankfully I've done Florida in the past. We did Reno before. Um, so you kind of have done a freaking casino in Palm Springs, which is like old people capital of California. Uh, you learn the tips and tricks and I think it starts molding you as a more universal comedian. So I think that being said, going into it, it was actually a lot of fun. We, uh, it was just me, Mandy and Michael, Mandy went up and then me and Mike kind of split the, the back half of the show. And you know, it's good though. You start, it's interesting doing jokes with people that are older than you because you just feel the moments where they just don't get the references and you're like, it's not that I'm critiquing my joke, but I'm like, okay, in that moment. I can either keep it and just stick to my guns or you can rewrite it slightly. You know, you don't want to completely cater to them, but you're like, okay, how can I write this joke where they get it too? You know what I'm saying? So you're not completely alienating X amount of people in a room and you're, you know, being more universally funny. I mean, that's the, that's the theme of this, this rant. So it's basically I have a joke about girls in L.A., uh, single girls in L.A. who act like fuck boys. I mean, everybody my age and down, roughly, I mean, maybe older too, but the term fuck boy, clearly there's a window of age where people understand what that means. And I've run into this before and, you know, um, 
you're like, okay, how do I do this joke? How do I do? Because I, I don't want to not do jokes. And I was like, how can I do this joke where it still works? So I think a term that I swapped out for this, I said, girls act like players. A player and a fuckboy. It's kind of the same thing. I mean, what's a player? I want to see what this says. Um, Urban Dictionary. A guy who talks or flirts with a girl with a few girls at the same time and goes from one to the other. So I mean, that's the same thing as a fuckboy. It's kind of like a bop around trying to be a hot shot. Basically, the joke I said, girls act like fuckboys, and I live with a girl once. I mean, it's true. Uh, she was some Craigslist roommate. Just was in between leases. I had to get shit figured out. Stay with her. Very nice girl. Anyways, she it was interesting because it's like she had like a fuckboy mentality. Like she was trying to be the fuckboy two guys and i go that doesn't work that's like you can't use that that weapon doesn't work against somebody who also yields that weapon it's like two skunks fighting it doesn't work and the joke is you know they're fuck boy this fuck boy that and she slept at this guy she came back after a one night stand and this actually happened she was like oh yeah i hooked up with this guy last night and i and i fucking left before he woke up as if she was like getting him and i was like yeah you really ruined his morning i mean what do you what does she think happened like i'm like you just gave that guy the best case scenario like every other girl if you wanted to piss him off you should have stayed till like lunch but anyways that whole joke i did it that night did the player thing worked good it did it work good i don't know it was fucking fine but Naples was good. It was a bunch of old people. It was interesting. We flew into Fort Lauderdale, and then we had to drive across the state, which you can do in an hour and a half, which is crazy. Connecticut, every state you live in, it's like crazy where you're like, oh, I can drive across the state in this amount of time. But driving through Florida, we drove through the Everglades. That was pretty interesting. I mean, I always heard what the Everglades were, but I never knew what it was. The Everglades, for people who have no clue or who were like me prior to making that drive, I thought it was just like a, a little bit of a swamp. I mean, it's the tip of this it's like the bottom tip of the state tip being like a good chunk and i could be maybe underestimating how big are the, uh, the florida Everglades? i mean it was a pretty fucking big yeah it's huge i mean it's 7800 square miles so that said drove through that i mean now i understand every true crime documentary and why people dump bodies there i mean it was it's a marshland where there's alligators. I'm like, if you want to fucking get rid of a body, go to the Everglades. I'm not saying you shouldn't even do the thing where you're getting to the point where you want to get rid of a body, but I'm saying mm, that's where you got to go. And why is my brain like, I mean, that's fucked up that these true crime documentaries, they train you to think this weird way. That's why I don't like true crime documentaries. I liked them for a little bit and I didn't like that. Like I'd watch these things and like, you know, some of the people would get caught and then like, I think it's human nature to like watch something where there's a problem. And in this, in the true crime scenario, the guy got caught and now your brain's like trying to think of ways how he couldn't have gotten caught. I'm like, I don't need to troubleshoot murder. You know what I'm saying? That's weird. I don't want to sit on the couch. Yeah. I feel for the victim, but like in that moment, you're like, why am I troubleshooting what this guy should have done? You know what he should have done? He shouldn't have fucking whacked the person or whatever the, whatever he did. But anyways, um, if you're, don't be in that situation, but the Everglades are crazy uh, to drive through. No, it's nuts. Mandy says she saw an alligator. I mean, for all we know, it was just a tire that was slightly submerged. But, you know, the eyes will see what they want to see. It's funny. Back in Connecticut, I'm going to uh, – this is a white person alert. I'm going to hit you with a lot of white things. But um, my family had a beach house on the shores of Connecticut. And anyways, we would walk to Dairy Queen. We're still in the white person alert 
realm. That was a pretty uh, Caucasian statement. Anyways, we would walk to Dairy Queen after dinner every night. It was probably like a mile round trip, um, maybe a little more. But anyways, it was a small house. And when we were growing up, my mom used to claim that one of the houses was for Snow White. Or she she says that snow that was Snow White's house or is Snow White's. I think she in the moment she said is. It was really tiny. Everything was small. And I was like, you know, when you're a kid, you're like, well, you know, why would she lie to me? Why would my mother be lying to me right now? She must be telling the truth. And I remember... I was like, did you ever see Snow White or anything? She's like, yeah, a long time ago. So now she's like building the lie where it's like potentially people there. Maybe Snow White's in there. She's like, oh, she doesn't come out. And one time I remember uh, walking by and I was like, oh man, I saw one of the no, one of the Snow White, one of the dwarfs. I almost said gnome and midget. And I was like, I can't say either one of those. But anyways, uh, I... I remember telling her, I was like, oh, I saw one of the, the hats of the, the the dwarfs. And she's like, you did, huh? And I was like, yep. And then now it's funny in hindsight. She's like, okay, now my son's a liar because of me being a liar, which parenting, is that good? I don't know. But anyways, that was me where I'm going back on the eye, seeing what they want to see. I thought it was a funny tangent story, and I still think it is. But So I drove back there and back from um, Naples. I mean, stayed in a hotel good there's good hotels people and there's bad hotels what are you are you a good hotel do you have do you have a a good lobby do you have a nice shower what's a good what makes a good hotel for matt for maddie chimber uh right off the bat i know this sounds crazy Mm, see if i say this i don't want people to think i'm downplaying a bed but i want a good shower let's assume the beds are a constant clean you know there's a standard we're gonna assume we're above it's you know everything's clean and blah 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 but i mean for me i want a good shower i i have i've had hotels with good showers and i've had hotels where it felt like three people were pissing on me and it wasn't enough um the hotel in naples was a good one um bathroom ceiling too low maybe i don't know but it was uh that was a good one. They had a nice gym. Everything was new. They had a continental breakfast. It, it was just fine. I mean, I'm not saying it was five star. It was still like a holiday Inn or something like that. But it was it was good. Everything about it, they had it figured out. Cut to our shows in Tampa, which is actually outside of Tampa. It was in Wesley Chapel, which I'm going to be there um, per the intro tour dates. Uh, I will be there june 13th through the 15th so i'm going to be back at this hotel and i now know what to expect but their shower their whole situation was sketch it was just like they clear they claim they renovated it how come every time people say they renovated something you're like why does it look bad what did you do you did would you renovate it with old rug anyways this shower was ass the beds i mean were tiny uh the, the hot carpet everywhere i mean some of these hotels, you're like, you don't need carpet everywhere. But the most bizarre thing was when the bathroom's so small, they they're like, let's take the sink and take and let's take the sink out of the bathroom. Nothing like like brushing my teeth an inch from a bed. That's a bizarre trait. That I mean, I have a master's in architecture. I'm not bragging, but I'm just saying, layout design wise. Sometimes I go to these places and I'm like. Like, who did this? Who's responsible for this? Because we need to dump their body in the Everglades. We need to find the person who said, you know what? Let's renovate this place. Let's add some 
older carpet than what's there. We're going to f- put the sink outside of the bathroom. And I want the shower to take about 10 extra minutes for the person to wash the soap out of their hair. I mean, that's that's basically it. But anyways, back to the stories, the trip. I don't want to completely do this. I, I just want to give you guys a recap of how the shows were. They were fun. We had a good time. But anyways, we did. We went from Naples to Boca Raton or Raton or Raton, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Show there was fun. My girlfriend's family was there. I bombed in front of my girlfriend's grandpa. It was a good time. He was sleeping halfway through the set, so I think he probably won't remember much of it. Um, but we had a good time there. It's fun just doing shows with friends. We're all kind of going to this weird situation together. And then we shot up to, like I said, Wesley Chapel, which is right outside Tampa. And um, the shows there were great. They were in a movie theater. This is the first time I've ever performed in a movie theater. It's Imagine you go to a movie theater, and there's the hallway, and there are like beekeepers on your left. Willy Wonka's on your further left, and on your right is a comedy club, which... It sounds bizarre, and somebody told me about it before we went there. Shout out to Side Splitters, What's the Chapel, which is actually, it was a lot of fun. It was crazy fun. Uh, it They were very attentive, I think, because of the seats and the lack of tables. Um, there were tables in the front. They kind of like finate. They, they, speaking of renovating, and for the good, they renovated the front. So there were tables, but it was interesting. People not at tables were, you know, they were messing around more. But when people are in just like seats at a movie theater watching stand up, it was um, they were great. The shows were good, and I'm happy to be going back there in June. And if you guys can go, good. If you can't, because logistics, that's fine. But you know, uh, I'm excited to go there. So we did those shows and ate like shit. I mean, you know, the road's fun. You know, people are like, "Oh, how's it doing the road?" The road's not super glam. If the road was a girl, she'd be like a five. I mean, you know, in some lighting, you're like, "Oh, that's good," but like for the most part, it's not glamorous. You're kind of, you're just. I don't want to say you're bored, but you're just. There's a lot of downtime. You gotta. You're. You're. If you're trying to be healthy, me and Mandy have been trying to eat healthy. I mean, it's. Um, it's. Uh, it's tough. I mean. One for finding good food for, and then when you find a, if you can't find like healthy places with healthy food, then you go to like a, some restaurant and now you got the bad food tempting you. I mean, there's a temptation factor that I, I just got to get better at that. Speaking of being 37, I got to tighten up my temp, the temptation I have with certain foods. I mean, the guilt outweighs the desire to actually go through with ordering it but then there's times where uh i justify getting it and you know we went to i think i've had chicken tenders every night when i was there because sometimes that's like a safe food that people can't fuck up and they ended man they managed to do that every place i had chicken tenders at that whole trip messed them up to some degree which is uh i'm learning i thought it was impossible apparently it's possible so um but we had a good time i mean we hung out with our friends on the first night uh Chad and JT, um, uh, you guys probably know them. If you don't, they have a podcast called Chad and Going Deep with Chad and JT. They do funny videos, not name dropping, but we did hang out with them the first night. The, that's the fun part about the road where your peers are randomly in the city you're in. Because in LA, we don't get to hang out much because everybody's doing this, that, and the other. They're on the road when I'm not and vice versa. And randomly, we all got to go out with them and get a drink, and it was that was fun. So, but that opened the floodgates of having a couple of drinks. I didn't have a drink up to that point, and then you know you're like, 
after I get off stage, it was it's the best when somebody kind of succumbs with you and I'd get off stage and and me and Mandy look at each other. I was like, I kind of want a beer. And she's like, I kind of do too, which right there you're like, well, we're going to do it. I mean, nobody go, we, we crossed the line. That, that's, you might as well just put the beer in my stomach at that point. And, uh, you know, that kind of got me that, that, that was pre-birthday. I'm keep spitting what I'm talking. I'm sorry. And I'm, these aren't, these aren't drops or fucking like spit coming out of my mouth. Um, yeah, that, uh, that opened the floodgates for the buildup of my birthday. And I had a couple of drinks there, but we were there till, um, we were there till Monday, woke up super early. We had like a seven a.m. flight and then landed it's Monday being my birthday. And then we, or a Sunday being my birthday, we got back Sunday. So anyway, it's going back. Sorry for these big side trails, but that's where I was starting to discuss the day we had. Mandy had a she she curated a wonderful day for my birthday, um, and we what we we're dead tired though. I mean, we woke up at like one a.m. what L.A. time, which was four a.m. East Coast time. We had to take a flight back. I slept sort of, but we got back to for my birthday. Got ramen at Silver Lake Ramen. Shoutouts. It's so good. I mean. It's interesting, like being from the East Coast, there's just foods out here that you just didn't, it's not that they weren't around, but they were just so unpopular and your brain didn't even, I didn't even know what it was. Like when I heard ramen on the East Coast, I was like, oh, that's just, that's just like cup of soups. That's like instant ramen. Not knowing there's this delectable fucking cuisine that's actually called authentic ramen and there's a place over like ramen which is so fucking good i mean it's like it's one of those foods i don't know if you, like you ever have a food where you're like oh i see why people are overweight i mean i i get i can see the path i under I, and i've walked down it and luckily like i said my guilt and shame has turned me around think a lot of us have gone down that path it depends how far you go down and you know hopefully a lot of us have the willpower to come back but i mean you see when you have certain foods you're like i mean right now if that bowl is in front of me i would just destroy it it's it's that good you and people if you live in wherever the hell you live you have to look up uh ramen restaurant and do me a favor and get it it's it's something worth experiencing it's life-changing and we went there and it was so good i mean my mom speaking of ramen when she got covid i think a year or two ago i don't even know i mean god whenever that it was like the original one but it was like one of the strands um i postmated her ramen which i'm shocked there was even any in connecticut and she was like holy shit it was cute because she was goes. I had a, there was meat in it. I don't know if that was that to flavor it or eat it. I didn't eat it, but it was good. And so I was like, it's funny she didn't think everything in the bowl was edible. Which you're like, just eat it. But you know, to each their own. As long as she liked it. But anyway, seriously, if you do yourself a favor, stop right now. If it's lunch, if you're wondering what to eat for dinner, look up a ramen place and put it in the comment below. If you get it and it's good or bad or whatever, put it in the comment below. Give me a ramen review, even though um, even though you're not qualified. You're, you're qualified. We're all qualified to give a fucking review. I hate these. Everybody's like famous for reviewing food now, which is just like, you're like, oh, this is not a person who's like qualified. To, I mean, it's not that they're not qualified, but it's just like, it's like me or you. I mean, that's lifting the veil on like social media success for a lot of people that like do certain things like that. You're like, it's just somebody who decided to do it. Like Dave Portnoy does pizza. You're like, he's not a chef. 
He's just a person that eats a lot of pizza. So it's like, it's always my friend texted me yesterday. He's like, oh, I got a pizza that Dave Portnoy reviewed. And he got an 8.2. I'm like, bro, that's like one of you saying, tell me your friend reviewed a pizza and it was an 8.2. I'm like, who the fuck are you and who's your friend? It's interesting, but that's like, that's it. That's all it takes. Um, But, you know, not to shit on those people, but I'm saying you guys should leave food reviews in my comments so we can uh, we can start a community. I think that's one of the hardest things. Like, I mean, my girlfriend and I, we always like, whenever we go to a good place, we go, we need to remember this place because there's so many times where we're like trying to find food and I'm like, I'm just blanking. It's It's crazy. That's like a feeling of being on like stage and maybe when I was earlier on and you're like, it's like right when your brain is like putting pressure on itself to remember something, it can't think of it the way when I was on stage and I trying to think of the jokes and I couldn't think of it. Um, but uh, we got ramen for my birthday. It was, it was very good. And then we went and got Cheesecake Factory um, because we got Cheesecake Factory. The Celebration Cheesecake there is very good. It's, it's the best. Again, please try that, people, if you've had it. Let me know what you think. If not, it's good. Um, but what we did before that, um, we tried the Apple Vision Pro. I don't know if you guys have had a chance. It's interesting. You can't just go to the store and do it. You have to set up uh, an appointment to do it. And I've never wore like any sort of VR stuff. Um, I've never wore any sort of VR stuff like ever. Like I'm not even kidding you. I've never, ever, ever put on a VR headset until we were in florida and we're staying at mandy's mom's house and her step little stepbrother had the oculus 3 i mean it's i felt like a caveman putting on like looking at a like a phone i'm trying to think of like the last time i felt that like sense of like holy shit um maybe when i held the iphone for the first time and i was like you ever like use something that's so advanced or cool you think it's so cool you're like smiling like a dummy the whole time. Like I put these on and I was just like, this is crazy. I mean, this being the Oculus and I, I was doing this game. There's a game called um, space invaders or something like that. I mean, it's mind blowing when you're sque you're shooting the little laser gun. Sorry. Um, it's mind blowing one, how like how accurate it is as far as like, the things going and they're not like when you're shaking your head, they're staying still. But even like the details of like, basically this thing, you're in the room and then the wall start to crumble. And it has this like Mars esque cartoony Pixar world on the outside of the room. So it's like semi the room you're in and then semi, it looks like the wall broke. But like, if you shoot it, it like shoots off in the disc. I mean, it's insane. I don't, if you guys have it, you know what I'm talking about, if not, but so anyways, I tried that there and then I was like, well, first off when I was trying that and my buddy Mike mentioned he has a VR and he was like, he says he bowls as any other. He also said he watches porn on it and he goes, it's insane. And I mean, did that cross my mind? 100%. I mean, I was like, if this space game is this good, I can't even imagine what porn looks like on that. I mean, and he said it's, he's like, it's nuts. He goes, it, He's like, if, when these get more advanced, he's like, I'm never leaving my house. And I was like, that's just insane. But I couldn't bring myself to look up uh, porn on a um, teenager's Oculus. I go, for all I know, too, that's like how old people get caught doing. Like, I was like, I don't know how to erase the browser history. I'm not doing that. That's just too much. But, um, yeah, the thing was insane. So 
we've been meaning to try the Apple Vision Pro stuff, and that's why. But you have to schedule the appointment, and every time we went to do it, it was like while we were away. So then I was like, oh shoot, let's uh, schedule it. So we scheduled it for the day of my birthday because we wanted to go to. We I went to Dick's and got new golf clubs because I'm aging gracefully. That's what old men do now. We get new golf clubs. They're very nice. They don't match our skill level, and that's what's happening. But prior to that, and prior to Cheesecake Factory. Um, tried the Apple one on. I mean, very different from the Oculus, but I mean, it's insane. I mean, these things are, they're good and they're, there's things that I liked and things that I didn't like. I mean, um, one, uh, this, I like the whole, like Apple's very aesthetic. They do cool stuff. And I think they're definitely geared more towards like watching videos, seeing pictures, like watching stuff, whereas the Oculus seemed more gamey and stuff like that. Um, but there's a few things, I mean, like the immersive thing. And if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, it's like when you put the Oculus on, there's like an immersive setting where it's all around you. So like you're like, you're looking around. I mean, so like their immersive landscapes are pretty insane. Like your brain thinks like, like a percentage of your brain thinks it's there. Like you see something and you've, you're like almost anticipating feeling that like like wind or smelling what you see. That's because that's how realistic it looks. I mean, there's a there's one where yeah, you're by like a lake, but then they play a couple other videos where like a, so you're on like the top of a mountain, a woman setting up like tightrope walking, and I was like, I felt it in my genitals. I'm not scared of heights, but I do know my genitals are. I feel something tingling. And I mean, I was like, I'm. If I look down, I look down, but I was like, wow, I feel, I felt that scared of heights feeling, and I was like, that's insane. Um, everybody has the genital thing. Somebody says a butt pucker. I feel more in my ball sack, if I'm being perfectly honest. Um, and then, uh, yeah, watching a movie. They did this like little demo with like the Mario movie. It's good. It's like some things are crystal clear and then other things are just a little lot of focus. And it's kind of like, I know it'll get better. Um, so like, you know, as a whole, like it's like, oh, this is crazy. But then like the little, uh, you know, certain, some things are really in focus. Some aren't, but they just had like a demo of like Alicia Key singing. And you're like, it felt like a human being was in front of you. Like just kind of out of like not crystal, crystal clear, but it's like, it felt bizarre. It was that like real, like you're like, oh shit, this woman's standing in front of me singing. You're like in a room with her band and they're singing. And then there was like the, one of the cooler things is watching sports on it. They had like a demo with soccer and a demo with baseball where I was like, man, that's kind of crazy. Would you want to be sitting in one stationary spot watching a game? I don't know. I mean, if they put like a camera behind the pitcher or some shit, but like it, it reminded me like when you ever at a live sporting event, like there is a beauty of the angles that the cameras get when you're at home watching it because you kind of get the whole picture. Whereas this thing, I was like, I think the baseball one, you were like looking at it from like the short, the first baseman. And I was like, it's cool. I mean, it feels great, but I, I mean, I'm not going to watch a whole game right here, but um, yeah, we tried that. And again, you know, porn was uh, a thought. I mean, thanks to Michael Inochi, he said he put that seed in my head and uh, you know, now everybody's, you know, thinking about it, but, uh, we did that. And then the rest of the day was just the bowling. And, um, and then we went to a fancy dinner. I mean, it was like, it was fan. I mean, it was expensive. Um, it's called the little door in LA. Uh, boy, this is a really food heavy episode, but we, um, it was good. I mean, 
uh, appetizers were like 30 something dollar. I mean, it's fun though. We, we don't always do that. It's fun. We had this like filet mignon toast appetizer thing came out with like smoke. It was on rocks. I mean, it was pretty interesting. Um, tasted really good. It was like, I like when like you go to restaurants like that, like, don't get me wrong. My, my, uh, my spectrum of food is like, I mean, I, I love McDonald's and, and then I love places like we went last night where I appreciate everything for what it is as far as like McDonald's is just good. McDonald's had scientists in holes in the ground developing the best special sauce to get you addicted and fat and spending too much money. I mean, I, I like that, that devotion. And then on the other end with this place last night, you knew every ingredient was there to make it salty, sweet, spicy, savory. I mean, they knew what they were doing. So it was fun to like eat stuff like that where you're like, this was made by a chef who went to school for it and knows what's up. And uh, yeah, we got that. We got another filet. We're filet steak heavy. Uh, That was good. It came with like this crispy potato thing. It was like a bunch of, it was like a, they call it like a, a hundred layer potato or whatever. If you guys are familiar with cooking, you know what I'm talking about. If not, they basically cut a bunch of potatoes and layered them like, and then they fry it with all this shit. But yeah, we did that. And then, uh, that was it. I mean, the birthday as a whole is good. I'm 37. And, uh, I think the last thing, you know, we came home, I was feeling pretty good. And, uh, now I feel the way I feel today, but as now stepping back here in that whole episode, you're like, that's how do you tighten up? You see how I want to tighten up certain areas. It's like overindulging here, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's like there's things you can do, but also I think it's important to, if you're good most of the day when you do these little fuck ups here and there, you're not ruining everything. You know, even today before this, I fucking had, why do you swear? See the swearing I can clean up, but I had uh, some chips and nacho cheese and guess what it was fire and are you mad about it no because i'm gonna work out the rest of the week and figure it out um i'm gonna figure it out and that's all you can do people just figure it out when you feel like you're in some weird space stop for a second breathe three times and say i'm gonna figure this shit out and uh more times than none it works out great so guys that was a great great episode uh happy birthday to me if your birthday's coming up happy birthday if you're whatever age you are enjoy that age don't don't worry about what's gonna come or what's what your what was you know find the fun thing so then when you look back you're like 37 was fun because i did that that and that 37 was fun because i got new golf clubs i still sucked at golf i went bowling i drank too much and i wore the apple vision pro and watch porn i did not um all right guys thanks for watching like subscribe uh all the youtube stuff and uh thank you all right bye